0: good morning tabernacle of praise and happy sabbath. Good morning. Good morning. sabbath we're so happy that you're joining with us online and we are here to worship and praise the lord so if you can stand with me as we usher in god's presence singing sabbath rest
1: Heavenly Father, truly, we are grateful this morning to be in your presence. Lord, we pray for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit, bind the enemy, Lord. We pray, Lord, that as we lift you up, Lord, that you will draw us all closer to thee, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord this morning. I'm been glad to be in the house of the Lord just one more time. You know, this is that time... Of worship when we call it call to worship. You know, I was reading and it said that while we're sleeping over our sleeping frames, there's a cosmic battle going on in our bedrooms. While we're sleeping, even in good angels are battling over your souls. But when sometimes God has to dispatch extra angels just to make sure that you get up in the morning. So when you woke up this morning and realized that the battle was decided in your favor, that was the call to worship right there. You didn't have to wait till you got to church to worship. Worship God right now. So we just praise the Lord this morning. You know, God says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise and be grateful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome you to the tabernacle of praise this morning. They say that you're a visitor but once. Amen. Everybody is somebody, and worship is truly a joy this morning. On behalf of our pastor, Jonathan B. Fields, and First Lady Melody Fields, we want to extend to you a warm welcome, those that are visiting uh, with us online. Amen. Amen. And you know, today is just a beautiful day. Uh, do we have anybody that is not a member of Tabernacle of Praise that's visiting with us? Just raise your hand. Amen, my brother, my sisters. We're glad we come to the house of the Lord. We know you could have gone anywhere else, but you chose to come to 1721, Amen. Parker Road. And we just want to welcome you to the house of the Lord this morning. You know, this is a beautiful high Sabbath. Whenever we get ready to do the Lord's work, as I always say, church is the pep rally. All right. Amen. 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 For the, the real worship and praise is out there. Amen. We don't want to just stand on the promises while continuing to sit on these premises. But we're going to go out this afternoon, amen, for our homeless ministries. And I just want to thank my wife for just being the backbone of this ministry. She goes out and she goes and gets all the products. She had the whole truck just full of things. They have the shoes and socks and Long underwear, men and women's. I want to thank Sister Cynthia for bringing those hats and things. And we had somebody else to donate some, some clothes and shoes. Lord, is a blessing. And Sister, Sister Teresa is in the middle of another blessing because when you're going out doing things, people inquire, what are you doing? Well, we have a homeless ministry. People say, well, I want to bless that ministry. So I want you to continue to pray for that because the Lord is getting ready to do some things. Amen. So we want to just want to thank Sister uh, Joy for preparing the meal for this evening. Amen. 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 And we need hands. Even if you're not going out, we need another team to help us get all the bags and things together. The pastor and First Lady was helping last night. It looked like it's a store downstairs. Amen. But God is so good. Amen. 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 It's getting ready to get really cold this week. It's going to drop down into the 20s. You know, they say one candle can save a life. If you're in a tent and you have just one little candle, that can save a person's life. So we just want to, we have some sternos and things that's going to put out some heat. But we just, we have to put these people, bless them because they're in a survival mode now. You know, it's a blessing when you can just turn up your thermostat, you get a a little cold, a little chilly in the room. You just turn the dial, but when you're out there when it's sub zero degree weather, you don't have that comfort. but we God said that if you have done it unto the least of them, my brothers, it is though you have done it unto me. So we want to continue to, to, to bless and do what God has commissioned us to do. Amen? Amen. Because God says that this is the work, this is the work that He has commissioned the church to do. They are considered the least among us. Amen. So we want to continue to pray for that ministry. we want to continue to pray for the pastors. He uh, has been assigned to two churches, double duty, same pay, but two churches. <laughs> but we know, God, we got to be his arms and his legs and, and just help him and pray for him. Let's not criticize and say, we're the pastor. Okay. We got to help the pastor out and we got to help each other out because the Holy Spirit is still here. Amen. Amen. Praise the good Lord and we're going to do what we can to help finish the work of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is there anybody that is celebrating today? Anything? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Life. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're celebrating the Sabbath. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. This time we're going to continue in our worship service.
2: Truly, God is good. And we know that he's good just by the simple fact that we are all here. We're seated. We're standing. We're praising the Lord. It's because he loves us so much and that he cares. And there's never a moment that he doesn't care. There's never a time that you cannot come before the throne and petition him, and he will answer. Yes, he will. he's that kind of God. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. But greater than anything else, he's a God who will always be there for you. It's always that time that we get a chance to come and bring our petitions before the Lord. If there's something heavy on your heart that you need to pray about or you need to ask God help with, I invite you to come on down. If you're going through some heartaches, have some pain, Dealing with some injuries, dealing with some some viruses. Come on down, because He'll make a way. Oh well, yes, He will. If you're having financial problems, I understand that He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There's no other greater than Him, and so He can provide. He will bring everything that you need. So come on down. And if you're not able to come down, I invite you to just reverently bow your heads with me. If you can kneel, kneel. But I want you to know that he is with you because that's who he is. Father God, Lord, right now there is no greater time than the present to call upon your precious name. Lord, we understand that there's power in the name of Jesus. And so as we come right now gathered before your throne hands locked in a circle Lord recognizing Lord is not just the circle but it's the fact that we're all in this edifice together you said where there's two or three you're in the midst and so Lord we know Father God beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to hear that you're already answering because you're that kind of God even before we can utter it you've already acknowledged it already started the process of healing. And so, Lord, we come right now just bringing our our, our petitions before the heavenly throne, uttering, Lord, that that, that the word that you need to hear from us. Though I may be speaking audibly, Lord, those who were gathered are speaking, Lord, in their minds in their hearts, Lord, and I know, Father God, because you are God, you hear, you read. You understand. And so, Lord, right now, we just want to take a moment right now, Lord, just to recognize our sick, Lord. We're asking, Father, for the comforter to the come, to be that balm in Gilead, Lord, to touch, heal, and abide, because that's who you are. And so, Lord, we're asking that you will place your hands upon Beverly. Lord, you know what's going on and the difficulty she has, Lord, even trying to stand. But I know, Father God, as long as she has someone to lean on that carries the name Jesus, she's all right. Lord, we lift up Rose in a special way, Lord, who was suffering with spasms and, and pain and unable to move, Lord, unable to get out of her bed, Lord. We understand, Lord, that even in the midst of all of that, you're right there beside her, and that you, Lord, can be and will be that comforter. Lord, we ask a special prayer upon Sister Elaine, Lord. Lord, you know the the various surgeries she had, Lord. You know the difficulties she had trying to find equilibrium, trying to find hearing, Lord. Various things that are happening with her temple, Lord. Oh, Father God, but we know that you can touch. You said, Lord, it's because of our faith. And so, Lord, we're asking that you would extend an additional portion of our faith, Lord, so that we can see the reaction and see the reality of our faith being tested and moved so that these individuals will be healed. Lord, we want to ask special prayer, Lord, for uh, Andrea. Lord. Lord, what a testimony to know that all that she's been through She still lifts up her head unto thee. And that, Lord, she can stand in the midst of all that has happened and transpired in her life and be a testament to thee. And so, Lord, we thank you. Lord, there are those of us who are gathered in this circle, Lord, who are suffering with arthritis, who are suffering, Lord, with inflammation, who are suffering, Lord, with diabetes, who are suffering. Lord with some form of cancer Lord there are some of us who just needs Jesus and so Father God we're not just asking just because we want to utter a word but we're asking Lord because you have promised that if we ask you would answer you said seek and we shall find. knock and the door shall be opened and so Lord we will not leave here not knowing that you have heard our call. Lord, there are some, Lord, that are in this circle, Lord, even right now who are financially struggling. But as stated earlier, Lord, there is nothing impossible for thee. Whatever our need is, Lord, we understand that you can provide. That's who you are. You are a provider. And so, Lord, we place our finances in your hands We know, Father God, that beyond a shadow of a doubt, that not only will we be blessed, but as a result, we'll be able to bless others. And so we give it all, Lord, unto thee. Lord, I don't know what everybody else's petition may be, but you do. And I'm asking, Lord, that as we are all gathered in this circle, all before this throne, that Lord, even as the elder said earlier that you fought over us last night, you made sure that we had an opportunity to be right here right now. And so Lord, we don't come happy, but we come knowing that our Father, our God will deliver us. Put your trust in his hands. He'll make a way. Oh yes, he will. Because that's who he And so, Lord, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus, in whom all authority, all power is given, both here and in heaven. We ask in his name.
0: Amen and amen.
3: Good morning, church family. Now is the time where everyone can participate, stewardship time, where we share our time, temple, treasure uh, with the Lord. Time, talent, temple, and treasure back for the Lord's good. Has God been good to you today? Would you say amen? Amen. 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 We truly serve a good God, a great God, an unbelievable God. He continues to bless us. I like what someone said earlier. Uh, The elder asked, uh, are we celebrating something today? Yeah, we're celebrating life. And that life comes from our Father above, our Creator. We want to thank everyone for your constant participation as stewards of God. It takes teamwork. You heard what was mentioned about the uh, homeless outreach program. One person bought the supplies, another person fixing sandwiches, another person doing the driving. It's a teamwork effort. Some people are praying. Whatever it takes, church is a team effort. So when we think of our stewardship, of time, talent, temple, and treasure, we have to put that all together also as a team to make a real difference. Of course, we're all Christians individually, so you do that by yourself. But there's something about time, talent, temple, and treasure. We heard a, a song of praise that said, just put your trust in Jesus' hands. People say that, but do, do they actually do that? When it comes to time, we recognize that, yeah, God is our creator, He gives us time on this planet to do his will and whatever. But we don't give all of our time back to God. We know that he gives us talents. Everybody has a talent. If you still don't know your talents, see me after. We'll do the spiritual. We don't always use all those talents for the Lord's work. Our temple, we recognize that God is almighty healer, a great physician. He gives us life. But we don't use our temple, and we don't give it all back to God either. And, of course, our treasure, people just don't trust Some people don't even put it in a bank. They just put it in a mattress or in a car. Because there's that lack of trust. So when we say, that's everything. He is everything, and he's asking us to give him everything. So don't hold back on your stewardship of time, talent, temple, treasure. Put it all in God's hands and just watch what miracles he can work with your time, with your talent, with your temple, and with your treasure. It's very true that teamwork makes the dream work. We can only do a certain amount of things as a single individual, but when we put our talent, time, talent, temple, treasure together, it multiplies the effect and we can reach a lot more people for the kingdom of Christ. Amen? Amen? At this time, would our deacons please come forward to lift the morning tithe and offering? Remember, put your tithe and offering in the plate as it comes around or on our cash app at dollar sign Giving, as well as adventistgiving.org or turn it into our faithful treasure, Sister Harris. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege privilege that you give us lord of being faithful stewards in our time talent temple and treasure bless us dear lord as we work together collectively to forward this message to all the world in this generation in jesus name amen
0: Oh, Oh
4: All right, there we are, there we are. Make sure we turn this on so you can hear me. Want to say hello to a friend of mine, haven't seen him in a while. I asked him to come out and he did that. Brother Twan, thank you for coming out. And I also invited out my niece and she's come out and my great nephew. We put too many greats on that, but. <laughs> but they've come out to worship with us, to hear a word of the Lord, not just for me, but to hear a word from the Lord. Amen. So our scripture this morning, if you'll stand with me, our scripture is just one verse, a powerful verse, and that scripture comes from the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, and in this book, it is verse numbers, chapter 2, verse number 7. And let's all read that collectively, if we can. And that is on 1, 2, and 3. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the earth and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his words. You may be seated. So I was thinking about what could we discuss with God's people and just something just kept coming back to me. We are in a very spiritual battle. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same every day from, from television to everything that comes before us points to spiritualism. Yeah. And in this spiritualism, we have come now into an age in which everyone believes or, or a lot of folk believe that when we pass on that we are R-I-H, resting in heaven. And as we are resting in heaven, that we have grandma looking down on us. All right. Or we have that dear brother or that dear sister looking down on us. Well. As much as I love my grandmother when she passed away, I know that from what the Bible says, she has went into her rest. So she is RIP instead of R-I-H. Right. Resting in peace. So our sermon title today is Dust to Dust. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come out on this, your blessed Holy Sabbath day, just to hear a word from you. Lord, we ask you to reveal to us that which you have for us. Lord, help us to clear away the confusion. Help us to know that You are the author. You are the finisher of our faith. And that you are the one that we should look for for the answers. Not for any man, but only the truth comes from you and your word. These blessings we ask in the mighty name of Jesus and all the believers said, amen. Amen. The Bible says in Job 14, 17, Shall mortal man be more than God? Shall man be more than his maker? Now, we know the story. There was a man named Jesus. And when Jesus died on the cross, Jesus went somewhere to his grave. He wasn't in heaven looking down on us as some would have us believe. Ezekiel 18.4 says, Behold all souls are mine, as the soul of the Father, and also the soul of the Son of mine, that the soul that sinneth shall die. So where did the idea of when you die that you go to your final resting place or you're going to having to be able to watch over the balcony, if you will, so that you can look down and see what they're doing down there? From a young age, we've been taught and seen this. And as we see it as a young age, when we get older, It just resonates in our mind. And as it does, we tend to teach our younger ones. And then it just becomes something that is a tradition of man and doctrine in our mind. So where did this come from? It is a pagan myth. Let's find out where it started. If you have your Bible, let's turn in our Bible to Genesis, the third chapter. Genesis, the third chapter, and we'll be looking at verse 1 through 4. Genesis, the third chapter, and verses 1 through 4. Let's find out where did this myth and this story come from because God said the soul that sins shall die. But where did the myth come from that we are able to live on? Genesis 3, 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said? First question. You shall not eat of every tree in the garden. God never said that. He told you that you shall eat from, well, we won't go into that. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat from the trees of the garden, but the tree of the fruit of But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, Ye shall not eat of, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Ye shall not surely die. Talking about somebody putting a question where God has put a period. Because God said the soul that sins shall die, he told Adam, if you eat of this fruit, you will die. But there is someone who came along and said, he didn't really mean the way he said it. And sometimes that's the way we think that we can just twist it just a little bit to fit the narrative in which we want. And when we do that, we find ourselves on shaky ground. So then, question is asked, where do we come from? What is man that thou art mindful of him? So, man, two parts, a body and breath. Ecclesiastes 12.7 tells us that what we are. Then shall the dust return to the earth, which it was, and the spirit shall return to God who gave it. So when you breathe that last breath, that breath that's in your nostril that God has put in there, when that breath returns back, the breath, the body is simply a cold slab of dirt that will return back to that which is came. When we go to the funeral, we are looking at the body of the deceased. The breath is no longer in them because it has returned to the one who gave it. And the body should go back to where it came, the dust. That is what we know from the scriptures. Now, man will have us thinking something else, that I was hovering over my body, looking around, and and the white light came unto me, and, and as I was. The Bible tells us that the souls that sin shall die. When you die, your body will return to the earth and your breath will go back to the one who gave it. You have to have both in order to be a living person. So what are we? According to James 2 and 26, for the body without a spirit is dead, so the body without a spirit is dead, so is faith without works also dead. So a body without the breath the Spirit of God is dead. no way to change it, not adding or taken away, but that is what the Word tells us. So when we are thinking that Grandma's looking down and wondering what's happening, the Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible gives us three people that have left from this earth, were well, four, if you count the one of great importance, but there were Three that were human, that were taken from this earth and are in heaven. One, Enoch, walked with God and God took him because he just loved him so much that he walked with God till one day he was not. Then you have the prophet, who God sent a fiery chariot to take him when it was his time. Elijah. Elijah. And the one who died, who Michael, the archangel, had a dispute with the devil about his body in Jude 9, Moses, taken to heaven. So nobody, no matter who they are, are in heaven looking down over the balcony banister checking you out. It's just not what the Bible tells us. So what happens when you die? John 11 talks about Lazarus, who was a great friend of Christ. He was his friend. They were, they were like, Lazarus was such a great friend to Christ. It was where Jesus would go with Mary and Martha and hang out because he had no home, but he always had a place to lay his head. These were the people that were his friends and which he went to rest and where he found solace at the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So Jesus out with his disciples, out in the far country, doing what he has called us to do, minister to the poor, the sick, what this church is so great at doing, gets a word. Jesus, Lazarus, the one who you love, he's sick. Bible says that this in verse 11, These things he said that after that he said unto them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him out of his sleep, because he was tarrying long, which means that he was waiting, because he had to show us through his word, the power that is in his hands 12 says this, then said the disciples, Lord, if he sleep he should do well, howbeit Jesus spake of his death but they thought he had spoken of him taking a rest because they tell you when you're not feeling well, just go lay down somewhere. But Jesus talked about Lazarus in verse 13. He said, Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, that they thought that he had spoken of him taking a rest. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, which means that his body has no breath. Breath has returned to the one who gave it. His body has been put where you put the dust, in the grave. And Jesus said in verse 15, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that she may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto them. What should those who died do? The Bible tells us that when Jesus went to the tomb and the people were there and they said, you know, he's been gone for a few days by now, He's like what you passed on 367 coming up here, one of those dead deer. And and if your window's down too far, that aroma comes in and, and, and lets you know that you passed a body with no breath. And when you pass that body with no breath and your window was down, you tend to want to have the gag reflex because a body with no breath is the corpse that has died, decaying, rotting flesh. So they said to him, Lord, by this time, he's starting to stink. So Jesus, knowing all powers in his hand, knowing what he could do, knowing that you have dust to dust, but knowing that I am the resurrection. I am the life. So when Jesus did what Jesus does, he said, Lazarus, come forth. Notice now, the one who loved Jesus and the one whom Jesus loved did not hear the words, Lazarus, come down. He did not hear the words, Lazarus, come up. He said, Lazarus, come forth from the grave which you are in because the voice, because the breath that my father has is commanded back into you. So come on forth, Lazarus. Ecclesiastes 9.5 says it this way, For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love and hatred and their envy is now perished. Ecclesiastes 9.5. So if I will, if I may, I'm going to use my sanctified imagination to paint a picture for you. You are the husband who has, amidst the great wealth, you have a beautiful wife, two lovely children, one boy one girl. Let's make it interesting. And as you go about your day doing your daily work, which is in construction, you have slipped into a hole and a stone has come down to crush you. And a stone has crushed you until the breath in your body has left. So while the mother and the children are at the funeral home wondering and concerned and just remembering the body and the person that they knew who's in the casket not looking down wondering what are they going to do with that insurance money not wondering how are these children going to be when dad's not here not looking over the balcony of heaven but laying in this grave Now, imagine, if you will, if in my imagination, if he could sit and look over somewhere. And as he's sitting in heaven's rocking chair, as you, if you will, and he's looking over the balcony, say, wait a minute, who's that sitting with my wife? Who, who, who's that over there? I, I, I don't recognize them. Who is that my daughter is talking to over there? I don't recognize them. What is my son doing? I didn't raise him that way. So in this heaven that we're in, or, or I just wonder how could that be heaven if you've got to sit and wonder and look at this. I don't know how. I, that kind of puzzles me. How can that be heaven if I've got to sit and and through eternity, look down and see the deception. That's heaven. Hmm. So as I, as as he sits there and he watches, as because he can go everywhere now, you know, according to the popular theology, he can just he can just watch everything. He he looks and he wonders, who is this in my bedroom? With my wife. I'm not even going that far. I mean, wait, 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 wait. something ain't right here. The foolishness of it to say that we can be in heaven and I'm watching, grandma's watching, or, or my husband's watching and we're just looking down and we're seeing these things happen. The foolishness of it. What kind of God would let you sit and be tortured through life? I, I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. I wonder. But I, 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 as, I, as I thought of it, and I sit here and I think that I'm glad that when God says that in Ecclesiastes 9, that the living know that they shall die, but the dead don't know anything, that when I lay down to rest... I don't have to sit here and worry about it because how much torture would that be if I've got to sit and watch and look at the suffering of my children, the suffering of everyone that has to go through this, the hurt, the harm, the sorrow that I would have to see and can't comfort them. Thank God that Jesus knows and sends a comforter for me and not some. So then we look at what some folk will say is, well, if that's the case, then when will those that died rise again? Because if we're not just going to purgatory or somewhere, where are we going? Well, when you die and you lay in your grave and that breath goes back, John five twenty-eight says it this way marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth and they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So when you look at it, every time I think of this, I, I remember that Kurt Franklin song that, that Shirley Caesar saying. About caught up, that we were caught up with the Lord. So he was, so they were. I got a grandmother, I got a father too. How are they there if they gonna be caught up when he come back? What he tell? Hey, get back down so you can go back up. I mean, it just, I, it just sometimes the logic just doesn't set right with me. First Corinthians fifteen fifty two says, "In a moment, in a twinkling of the eye, at the last trump." For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and mortality must put on immortality. But not until the trumpet sounds. Not until the trumpet sounds will that happen. So this mortal will stay mortal until the trumpet sounds. And when the trumpet sounds, it will give me either one or two places that I'm resurrected and going to. Daniel 2, 12 verses 2 says, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So the Bible tells us that there is no immortal sinner, which is why Adam and Eve were cast from the garden so they would not partake of of the tree of life so they could become immortal sinners. That's what the Bible says. That's not what somebody's philosophizing. This is what the scriptures teach us. But somebody will say to you, dear brother, what about that thief on the cross? Didn't Jesus say to him, today you will be with me in paradise? Did Jesus go to heaven when he died? Did that happen? Now, he is the first and the most important in the resurrection, but he did not go to heaven when he died. Where Jesus was, was in the grave. John 20, 17 tells us, Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I have not ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascended to my Father and to your Father and to my God and to your God three days later because he has not ascended because he had come forth out of the grave. So if Jesus, the most important on all of the earth, had not ascended into heaven, what makes me, who is the dust of the earth, more important than the Creator? So this is the idea that when we die we go to heaven and our dad can speak to us. It's just not biblical. It is a construct of the devil. It has been what he will do since he will do this until the day of this, his destruction. He will continue to deceive those who are willing to listen and not ground themselves in the principles of this book. So what I say to you, and for all those that are out there looking and listening, if you want to know what this Bible teaches and what these wonderful promises are, this church, Tabernacle of Praise, contact us for the Bible lessons to prepare you for the coming conflict, so we can help you avoid the greater deception and lies of the enemy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come out just to hear a word from you. Lord, we ask you to forgive us of all sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, renew the right spirit in us, and Lord, we ask you to give us the understanding, give us the wisdom to know and discern And Lord, when we fall short, we ask you to send us the comforter. Send us somebody that can guide us back to you because all of sin and falling short, but you know how to set us on the right path. You know how to send someone our way just to help us to stay strong in your word. Let us not be deceived as the roaring lion seeks whom he may devour. But Lord, we ask you to keep us, for we cannot keep ourselves. Forgive us because you are the only one that can put our feet on solid ground. And for that, Lord, we just say thank you. These blessings we ask in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. All the believers said, amen.
1: Amen. Let's give Brother Hitchings a big amen for that powerful message, dust to dust. That's doctrine. Amen. The whole world is being deceived by the enemy, and he's using scripture to do it. But we have to be students of the word. Amen. amen. And we thank God for the Holy Spirit that will give us the salve that we will not be deceived. Amen. amen. So we have to study to show ourselves approved. Thank you, Elder for clearing that up. Amen. 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 We're waiting on the great sound of that trumpet. We want you to stand and we want you to, those that plan on going out or helping with the uh, ministry, we want you to go downstairs and we'll have our quick meal so we can go out and be God's hands and heart to help those that are unfortunate. Father God, we're so thankful for this word today, Lord. You have opened our eyes, Lord, to the tricks of the enemy, Lord Jesus, as it pertains to the state of the dead. So, Lord, we pray for those that died in the faith. And, Lord, we're praying that while we have breath yet in our bodies, Lord, that we will make our calling and election sure. We will surrender our hearts fully and completely over to you, Jesus. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore. The people said together, amen. Amen. You may be seated as the deacons usher you out.